Hi friends, your husband and GM Zach here. This week starts our 2018 Halloween series. We're going to be playing Lovecraft-esque and it's a lot of fun. I just want to give a quick content warning. Later in the episode, I recommend watching the music video Fantasy by DYE as an example of Lovecraftian horror. The video features severe body horror, gore, and sexual violence, which I failed to mention in recording. So if that bothers you, don't listen to future Zach when he says to go watch it. Our actual play, however, is merely very creepy, so I hope you stick around to listen to the horror of Redemption Nevada. Enjoy! to Heart Points, a one-to-one RPG actual play podcast. I am your narrator and husband, Zach. And I am your witness and player, Diana. Wait, no, I messed that up. <laughs> I'm your witness and wife, Diana. Should we try again? No. Okay. <laughs> yes, so we are playing a Halloween episode for the month of October, a spooky, scary episode. Ooh. Because all of October is for scariness. <laughs> we are today going to be playing a game called Lovecraft-esque, which neither of us have played before, so it's going to be our first run, which means Zach B is going to have to do a lot of editing. Oh yeah. I'm sorry, Zach B, right off the bat. Oh yeah. But this is a game that I've had for a while. I think I bought it last year and have read through the rules a few times to try to uh, wrap my head around. It is a GM-less or co-GM game exploring a Lovecraftian cosmic horror story. So there is uh, one character at the center of a cosmic horror mystery, and we share that character as well as sharing GM duties. And if there were more players, they would also be playing They'd be playing the witness, they'd be playing the narrator, and then Mm -hmm. there would also be a position called watcher that we would all also share. Yeah. So everybody has a role, and those roles shift to the person on your left. Yeah, so we're constantly rotating what we are doing in the game every scene. So we are going to start the game by determining the tone and the setting, right? So uh, where and when this game is taking place and what kind of story we want to tell. Yeah. Do you have any preferences? I have some ideas, but what are, what are your preferences? None. I don't like spooky games. I don't like spooky stories. I, it is inaccurate to say I don't like spooky games because I do like playing these games. I don't like spooky stories, so I don't know that I can answer this question appropriately. But if you have ideas, plus I've never read Lovecraft, which I'm fine with. Yeah, I mean, you're not really missing much. Yeah. I am a big fan of the texts of Lovecraft, and which is kind of... Cthulhu played a large part in the early stages of our relationship. I don't know if I'd say that. Uh... Cthulhu was, like, the mytho... I was very into the mythos when we first started dating, but I don't know if it affected our relationship at all. It... It was central to a lot of gift-giving I gave you. 
Like what? You also gave me lots of octopus things. I don't like octopuses. You <laughs> gave them to me because of Cthulhu. That is not true. Yes, it is. That is, I got. I think I got you one octopus nope, thing. I had three different octopus pieces of jewelry. I don't think that's true. Yes, I did. What were they? Oh my gosh. I had a bracelet. I had a ne- No, I had two bracelets and a necklace. Okay. You're really putting me on blast. Today, I'm just saying. Right off the. I'm just right saying. At the, right at the front. You just Cthulhu was a big part of our early sto- stages of our relationship, so it'll be fun to play this game. Cthulhu's the only one I know. I don't know of the other monsters. Yes, it is kind of a loaded and not fully correct statement to say that I like Lovecraft story. It is a more correct statement to say that I enjoy cosmic horror, which is a genre that Lovecraft was instrumental in forming. But Lovecraft was a terrible person, and a lot of his stories suck. So it's kind of loaded to, to say that I like Lovecraft. Well, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to imply that you like Lovecraft. Just that. Nope. Nope. Now everybody's picturing me wearing a fedora <laughs> and defending racism in the 1920s. That's just what everyone thinks I am now. This game is an attempt to uh, explore those kinds of similar themes of feeling insignificant, of feeling uh, confused and afraid of uh, a broader conspiracy surrounding you. And we are going to, yeah, we're going to try it out. One of the things I really like about the game is that it includes a lot of essays and guides for addressing the problems that Lovecraft had in his stories. Uh, Things like uh, ableism, obviously racism, the manic purple prose of his fiction, uh, and how how to either navigate around those or use them in a way that is safe and fun for everyone at the table, which I think is a really important and helpful thing to include in your texts, to include specifically in your games, to make them more accessible and to address, you know, the this is coming out of problematic elements and just because the the source is has a lot of problems doesn't mean that you have to accept them. Which I think is really cool. Yeah, I agree. So we start off the game by oh by talking about our tone and uh, elements and setting, and you you don't have anything. I I don't I the spooky stuff that I am familiar with because I didn't read Lovecraft and I'm not familiar with like that gothic slow build like I'm not familiar with that I'm mm-hmm. familiar with like scream so like a house is what I'm thinking of because all of the horror movies, the whole two of them that I've seen all take place in a house. So like I don't know that I don't know that my my instinct for building a setting is where we should be going. Okay. Have you ever seen the music video Fantasy by DYE? No. Okay. So we are going to watch the music video Fantasy by DYE and I highly recommend that if you have not seen the musical or the music video Fantasy by DYE that you pause this podcast very quickly, hop on YouTube, and find the musical, or the music video, I don't know why I keep calling it a musical, the music video Fantasy by D.Y.E. And we'll be right back after Diana has watched this. So Diana, what did you think of the music video Fantasy by D.Y.E.? That was horrifying, and I wish I'd never seen it. My life was better before I saw it. Mm-hmm. It's much worse now. My yeah. life is much worse now. Uh-huh. That's it. That's horrifying. My life was much worse now. It's much worse now. So I actually really think that that music video is a is a mostly perfect example of modern Lovecraftian horror. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a little bit gory for my taste, but 
it actually like really well follows the the structure of a Lovecraft esque game if you condense it all into one scene. You start off with some weird things that are happening that uh, could probably be explained by just you know being a teenager, and then things quickly turn very very dark. We have a force majeure where she's forced to face the the great horror, and then we have an epilogue. I think it like yeah. really closely follows this. Yeah, uh, and that's kind of the tone that I want to go for personally. Okay. I like w- gory? No, no. Without without all the gore. Our actual Halloween episode is we're going to be playing Dead Friend. Yes. And we play in as high schoolers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I kind of want to do high schoolers again for Lovecraft. Yeah. Um, I think high school and middle school is a really great time to face cosmic horror. Yeah. It's my favorite thing about it, yeah. even though I have not read or seen it. I saw the old version, but um, I really like the idea of young people uh, dealing with things beyond comprehension as a metaphor for their growing up. I, I should, agree. I should probably watch Stranger Things. We Well, I really like 80s movies and TV shows, and so I should really watch Stranger Things mm-hmm. for that. And everyone has told us we should watch Stranger Things. We might be the last people on the planet who haven't seen it. So I want to go with a uh, brooding horror game in tone. Okay. Uh, I kind of wanted to. I want to be modern. Yeah, I agree with that. And I would like to. I, th- I think setting it in a different time period, like a ver- a vastly different time period, just adds unnecessary complications. Yeah, I think so too. Do you have any preferences for location? Near a large body of water. Oh yeah. Don't, don't those creepy things always take place? Near a large body of water? Uh, traditionally, in, in like Lovecraftian horror, yeah, there's usually a lot of water involved. I Kill Giants is by a large body of water, and that one's kind of like... That's true. Is she telling the truth? Is she not telling yeah. the truth? What's going to happen? Oh, no. I need to see a that thing movie really badly. I agree with you. I was initially thinking the South Central United States, like uh, Texas, Arizona, Nevada. They all have water. Like lakes. Doesn't have to be an ocean. It can Ooh, be a lake. Yeah, just a you large, do that? Just a large body of water, yeah. Okay. I really like the heat and flatness of South Central United States. I've never been there. I know. So I'm going to trust you. But I like this idea of vast, flat, like, land um, and an oppressive heat, uh, oppressive dry heat. And, yeah, we have an opportunity for other locations, so I think we should definitely have a... Like a lake. Yeah, for sure. Or a, a reservoir. Is that a thing that Ooh. American teenagers do? Uh, Reservoirs? Yes. I think that's a thing. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> so our main location... What do we want our main location to be? We know we want it to be some... Like, I'm thinking this is a small town, South Central United States, mm-hmm. near a water reservoir Mm -hmm. for sure Mm -hmm. and i think the water reservoir should be one of the other locations or the main location let's see i think that's fair i think the name of the town should be something very apocalyptic right so like second chance redemption justice (laughs) (laughs) revelations Leviathan. I don't know. Like, they weird biblical names that are like, ah. Did you say redemption? Yeah. I really like the idea of setting this in Redemption, Nevada. Yeah. So this is, this takes place in... Redemption, Nevada. Do we want to do Nevada? I know literally nothing about Nevada. I don't either. So it's made up Nevada. It's okay. a fake Nevada. 
that is created by our heads. So this takes place in Redemption, Nevada, and I already love this town, and we're going <laughs> to have to play some Monster Hearts in it, I think. I think that's fair. Our, our general setting is in the town of Redemption, Nevada, and then we should pick a, a, main, a main setting, so a, a place that we can focus in on there. And I'm thinking we should either do the reservoir, which is, or a reservoir or a lake, because you can't go swimming in a reservoir. Don't people go swimming in a reservoir, though? Like, why else hang out there? I don't, isn't that a thing in Americana culture? I don't Reservoir? know. Okay, let's can just make you? it. Well, let's just make it a lake. It's so much easier, and we both know you can go swimming there. Okay. And also, there's other things there. All right. Yeah. And that would explain why early settlers, with all their Bibles, stopped there and then named it Redemption. Yeah. So it's probably got like cabins, and so there's like other things around the lake if we needed other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the lake uh, is. It Lake Redemption, or is it? Does it have a different name? Is no, t- it's definitely Lake Lake Redemption. Early settlers stopped around the lake, and then the town built around it. I don't know if people in the real world thought like would do this type of naming convention, but it, what if it was Lake Redeemer? Sure. And the town was Redemption. Why not? Is that is that let's, corny? No, let's do it. This is our made up Nevada. We don't know what Nevada looks like, so let's do it. Does Nevada have lakes? Do all states have a lake? I don't know if that's true or not. There's definitely lakes in Nevada. Do we know that, though, for certain? I don't know. Is Nevada South Central? I don't know. I don't actually know. My geography is so bad. It's by California because you can drive from California to Las Vegas. And I know this from all of my TV shows where they will drive from Los Angeles to Nevada to get married. You're right. But Las Vegas isn't in Nevada. Or is it in Nevada, but it's not in Las Vegas? Like, Las Vegas, like, the gambling thing isn't actually in Las Vegas, the town. It's in, like, Reno or something. What? I don't know. I don't travel. I don't know where (laughs) any of these places are. I'm going off of TV. So we have uh, Redemption, Nevada, uh, and Lake Redeemer. It's, like, this this big, uh, I think it's a man-made lake. Or at least it's a, no, it's not, because that's where the settlers stopped. (laughs) Um, It doesn't have to be the settlers. But uh, it's definitely, like, this this very large uh, lake with, like, camping and, like, tables and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and it's where the teens hang out. Uh, and then we have other locations. So we each get one or two other locations. So the one location that I want to do is the high school. Okay. And we're not limited to these locations, but it's a good way for us to, like, flesh it out. Yeah. Like, where we would want scenes to be. Yeah. Uh, do you have one? Um, I think probably there is, like, a really popular makeout spot that's not the lake because people probably fish at the lake are there fishing lakes yes so people probably fish at the lake so like teens won't go there you did not go you did not grow up in a town with a lake no did i didn't okay no i didn't lakes do are... people do people make out at the lake yes for sure okay i grew up in a college town <laughs> there was like no the only trees available were the ones that were planted by the city on the sidewalk i don't know of what lakes i don't live near a lake i'm sorry <laughs> i'm sorry i didn't do that also that i was a goody two shoes in high school and i don't know where everyone made out in our town i don't know what people did i once made out behind a wawa like that's as far as it gets for me fine wawa i want a wawa in this nevada it has to be a wawa it, it can't be a sheets it can't if this this is the only Wawa Sheets on that? Is not that far out. No, can it's we, a Wawa. Can we have? It? Is it Jaja? Do you want it to be Jaja? No, it doesn't have to be Jaja. It can be something more normal. I guess Wawa is kind of a weird name. Yeah, Wawa is a very <laughs> weird name. It can be whatever you want. It's the local gas station. Yeah, yeah Slash, yeah. eater, quick eatery. Yeah. Like a Sheets, but Wawa's better. Yes, Wawa is better. Um, so it's a gas station convenience store thing. 
that is better than 7-Eleven slash Sunoco, whatever their thing is. Their their focus isn't on food. Wawa's focus is food. Like once the you, Sunoco ones now have the the A plus stop or whatever it's called that's, that's attached to Sunoco's. They have like a yeah, like a deli. Um, I think so. I've never used it, but I think they have one. Oh, this is so. I'm so spoiled by Wawa. Okay, all yeah. right. So this is basically going to be a Wawa because Wawa's the best. Yeah, and it's like halfway between the lake and the high school. Now I'm stuck on Jaja. Okay, then it's Jaja. Two more locations. Do we uh, need two more? Uh, so we each get one or two per player. I don't. I had such a hard time coming up with Jaja. I don't know if I could come up with another. I want an old movie theater. All right, an old one. Yeah, it's old. Uh, so it's it has it like, has the, like the triangle billboard outside thing. Yeah. With the lights. Yeah, it's like a shitty um, two dollar theater uh, where all the movies that have long been out of all the other theaters are playing, and so like Twilight's playing there. Not that old. Did you not have a two dollar movie theater around you? No. Oh. We had we had one, but it played a. It would only it only had one movie, and it was a popular movie. So like whenever the Harry Potter movies came out, it always had Harry Potter, but it was mm. the only movie it played. Oh. And you could go for like three dollars on a Wednesday, but that's it. it. It didn't have like old movies. Yeah. Well, and then you get one more. How about an abandoned house? There's like local legends about it, but it's a dead end house, or it's a, an abandoned house. I mean, is it on Lake Redeemer? Yeah. Maybe it's, like, the last surviving cabin house thing from the early settlers. Then the next thing that we do is we make our witness. So we choose uh, who is the name of our witness, what is their name and their role, one character to be the focus of the story. So uh, we talked about our witness being a teen. Yes. What are, you, what, what are you envisioning? It's probably because you made me watch that awful music video. But I kind of want it to be a boy. Instead of a girl. Okay. I feel like there's a lot of, the girl isn't believed, and then she was right at the end. I feel like there's a lot of stories like that, so I'd like it to be a teen boy. An awkward teen boy. Alright. He's a bando. You want to be that awkward? I was a bando. <laughs> I wasn't that awkward. That's what they called them in my band, in I mean, my high school. I was also a bando, and that every bando I knew was very, very awkward. I was wondering about more of like a... No, yeah, let's put Len. Yeah, he can be a bando. What were you thinking? I, just, what I don't was, know. What I, were you thinking? I want somebody who's interesting, and I don't think a. I mean, when you say he's awkward, like what do you? What kind of awkward do you I think? think? He just isn't like. He's he's a teenage boy, but he's not the captain of the football team. Like he's yeah, he's, yeah, he's yeah. just like a little bit more awkward. He's got maybe stutters around the people he's interested in, and maybe he's like not super self-confident and maybe he's into weird stuff and he doesn't like to talk about it because he's not confident about the weird stuff he's into maybe he likes to stargaze and he doesn't tell people about it because they made fun of him when he was in sixth grade because sixth graders are mean so he's a he's like an astronomy nerd i i that was just an example but yeah maybe i like that yeah so more uh more like quiet reserved yeah type of kid yeah okay we need a reason for the witness to be at the location that we have chosen. So, a reason why they're at the lake. Um, There's no city lights, and he's stargazing. So, he goes there alone? To stargaze? Okay. If there's, like, a cool meteor shower or something. Maybe he doesn't go alone. Does, does he have to be alone? Can we give him a best friend? Don't they always have a plucky best friend? They could. We, we can get to that. But I, I would say he's at the lake so he can see this cool astronomical... Astronom- astronom- L- logical 
Nomical. Nomical. Nom- Logical is Aries, Pisces. Which one is oh. made up and which one is real? Astrology is using the stars to predict the future. Astronomy is studying the, the stars. stars. Okay. And so, heavenly bodies. So astronomical he, bodies. So then he's he's at the lake to see an astronomical phenomenon, not an astrological phenomenon. Okay. Well, keep in mind that this can happen over many, many scenes. So yeah. it doesn't just have to be one. But he goes to he goes to Lake Redeemer to stargaze. Yes. Okay. Decide on one personality trait to act as the anchor for collectively playing the character. I don't want to do awkward because I don't know. I don't think that's interesting, and we know he's awkward. So I want to think of some other like personality trait. Mm-hmm. What about logical? So it's gonna take him a really long time before he even starts considering other options. Well, he just I like, like I think that's I could get behind that. Well, that might that might be his source of strength instead because we also need a source of mm-hmm. source of strength that keeps the witness grounded and forces them to continue against the odds. So maybe that is. His source of strength? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's logical, and that's why he wants to understand what these weird things are, mm-hmm. and that's why he, like, keeps investigating, because mm-hmm. he's, like, very logical, he's very, um, like, yeah, let's go with logical. Yeah, I agree. And the, po- the point of the personality trait is, one, to shape our character, but also to help us both be able to roleplay this character. Yes. What if he's curious? So he's always investigating stuff, but his logic keeps him from, like, bailing out or freaking out about what he's finding. Okay. I'm a little worried that we just made Sheldon. No. (laughs) Okay. No. He's not obnoxious. He's just... He's a teen. They're all awkward. Try talking to a teenager. There's, like, 2% of them that have any confidence. The rest are all awful to talk to. Okay. Fair. (laughs) Uh, So does he have friends that are also that like yeah. share his interests or does he mostly do this alone i think he probably does this alone but i think he's got friends okay he's got other interests so he's not a loner no. but um but this activity he maybe keeps to himself okay and then we need a name for him well is this taking place now mm-hmm. and he's a teenager now mm-hmm. brayden i think i zayden <laughs> i don't these are all teen names later. i know i don't what, wait, are these teen names you know? Yeah, these are teenagers I know with these names. Current teenagers. Brayden, Caden, Zayden. They don't know each other. They're separate. They're not the only ones. Um, I think I would be interested in going back to thinking about Lovecraft and setting this in South Central U.S. I think I would like for... I don't know. I'm kind of interested in playing a character who is maybe Latinx. Okay. Or Latino. Yeah. Um, since we're, he's a boy. Carlos, Jose, Juan. I like Carlos. Yeah. Carlos is a good name. And I am picturing Carlos as this um, kind of like gangly kid with like, he's got long hair and he wears a hoodie is at it night. slightly curly hair? Yeah. Just slightly curly long hair? Yeah, he's got this like slightly curly long hair um, and he wears like a hoodie and... Um, and jeans, like baggy jeans, and he just, like, every night he loads his, or every, like, Friday night, he loads his telescope into um, his mom's, like, uh... Chevy yeah. Jeep thing. Yeah, um, Chevy Jeep. 
Is that is that a thing? No. No, but you know the like they're not trucks, but they're I guess SUV is the word I'm looking for. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, like, Chevy SUV with the longer trunk bit. Yeah, and then drives it down to Lake Redeemer so that he can stargaze while the other teens are making out. I like that a lot. So now that we have our setting and our witness, uh, we have these two special cards. So the way the game works is every round, the narrator will set a scene and put the witness in it. And then we have to, uh, the narrator has to include a clue. And those clues have a few rules. They need to be unsettling without being explicitly supernatural. Right. They cannot hint at violence, and they cannot harm the witness. witness. They also have to be explainable. Even if it's a stretch, they have to be explainable by logic. Yes. But we each get two special cards that can break those rules. Mm -hmm. So, And, and those special cards will also kind of uh, influence the direction that the game goes. Uh, because obviously you're going to want to include, you're going to want to hit the requirements to use that card when you are the witness. So you're going to want to try and steer the game in that sort of direction, Mm -hmm. which will affect, you know, all the spooky things. Yeah. So we can see what they are now. So we have our cards, we have our witness, we have our setting. Um, I think we are ready for our first scene. Woo! Do you want to be the witness first, or do you want to be the narrator first? I will be the witness first. Okay. Carlos has done exactly what we were talking about. He has loaded up his uh, telescope. It is an expensive telescope that he's been working at the movie theater. Maybe he works at the movie theater. Yeah. As, like, uh, behind behind the snacks counter. Yeah. To make some money so that he can afford this, like, nice, fancy telescope. Mm-hmm. And he has loaded up in his mom's SUV mm-hmm. to take it to Lake Redeemer. And you are, you're, you're driving with the radio on and uh, this song, Fantasy by D.Y.E. is playing over the radio as uh, the sun is setting in front of you. What are you? What are you thinking? How, how are you feeling? What? Or what's What's going on in in uh, the witness's head? I don't know if there's anything yet. I mean, I think Carlos is just excited to do the stargazing thing. He's probably how old is Carlos? I was initially leaning younger, but if like he fourteen, fifteen. Y- yes, but if he has his driver's license, then if it's farming equipment, he can drive it. I don't think it is. I think it's. But if he works on a farm, he would know how to drive. So he might be drive. That might be why he goes alone at night to the lake. He could be fifteen and driving. Uh, no, I think he's. I think he's sixteen. And he just got his license. Yeah, yeah. I think he's really excited. I don't know if this is a boy thing. I don't know if boys did this, but I think he's really excited to go stargazing. But he's also a little sad that he doesn't have somebody, oh, like yeah. a romantic person, with him, and he's like thinking about. I don't know. Do boys do that? Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure, young boys uh, who, yes, yes. Um, He wishes that he had a a girl or or a romantic partner with him to show off uh, the stars. Yes. He's he's very romantic like that. Yes. I think here you you drive, and uh, as the song concludes, we have, like, uh, he pulls up into this, uh, it's like a, dock area mm-hmm. in a less used part of 
the lake. Yeah. And Carlos knows that there is a path off of this dock that um, leads into, leads like up a small hill to a, to like a, a, a lookout okay. area. Mm-hmm. So I think he parks the car, I guess, kind of off the trail. I guess if it was a dock, there would be a place for you to park your car. So he parks his car there, um, gets in the, gets out, goes to the trunk, opens up the trunk. Um, his telescope probably has like a, like a bag or straps or something that he can attach to it to carry it. Mm-hmm. Um, so he starts putting those, putting those straps on, lugging that telescope out, and starts walking down the trail. The sun by this point is setting. And the it's starting to get dark. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the very edge of the horizon is lit up in these uh, reds and purples. What is what is the special event that is happening tonight that uh, that Carlos is so excited to see? I think it's probably like a freakishly clear night, and so like people in the stargazing forums were like, oh, if you're in this area, you might be able to see this meteor shower. There's a meteor shower? I don't know. Is that a thing? Yes. Yes. Yes, a meteor shower. Yeah. We gotta stop playing things I don't know anything about. But not like a whole shower. Like a far away one with like only a couple of meteors. Like it's not a big, it's not a huge deal and most people aren't very excited about it, but because it's this freakishly clear night... And because the stargazing community is like all all excited about it, he he has a chance to maybe see this. I mean, it could it could be an individual object like a um, like a meteor. Yeah. Okay, then that's what that's what. Or an asteroid. That's the word I was looking for. An asteroid. He's looking for an asteroid that he okay. might have a chance of seeing. Okay. Carlos is going to see this uh, this asteroid pass or. Comet Pass, whichever one is also orbits. And it is this asteroid called uh, Codriel. Uh, and it was named Codriel after its dis- or its discoverer named it Codriel. Uh, he was this French astronomer in the 1700s. Uh, discovered, this, um, discovered this comet called Codriel that passes by every once every 120 years. Probably. Yeah, he's he's going down he's going down the path. Um, the sun's setting. It's probably by the time he gets there, probably already set. It's probably mm-hmm. getting dark. Um, he's pretty excited to be setting up. He knows he's got a long night ahead of him because it's supposed to pass by at like two or three in the morning. But he wants to get set up so he can do his regular stargazing stuff. I guess. Okay. Um, As you approach this lookout area, which is like this uh, cobblestone and and gray stone, like not patio, but like lookout mm-hmm. uh, at the top of this of this small hill in this semi-wooded area. Yeah. Actually, can we wreck on that? I don't yes. think this is particularly wooded. Okay. Um it's we're in Nevada. I don't think Nevada has a lot of wooded areas. I think it's like a, a scarcely wooded area. Okay. Um and the flat ground is what allows it to be a good place. Flat open area allows yeah. it to be good for stargazing. So as you're approaching you can see in the distance already that at the at your usual stargazing point, there is a gathering of people, which is unusual. Uh, they have some tea, or they have some candles lit out, 
um, spread around. Uh, so you can see like these little flickering lights. So there's all this light pollution at your uh, at your usual stargazing spot, and just uh, some people hanging out. You can see them in the distance. They're maybe like 30, 40 feet away. Carlos is annoyed. He is very annoyed. Because there's this other spot that he goes to, but it's so much further away, and it's not as nice as this one. This is the nice spot. That's why he came here first. Why are these people here? People are never here. He's annoyed. He's also insanely curious. People are never here. That's why he stargazes here. Why are people here? Mm. So I think he approaches... I think he just continues to approach it just to be like, what is going on? What's happening? Sorry. Sorry. I just want to be clear. It does not occur to him that they might be stargazing. I doubt they are, but it does not occur to him that they might be. Okay. Uh, as Carlos gets closer, he actually notices a pair of telescopes huh. uh, that are set up at the location. And there is a group of people, uh, or the group of people are um, some kids his age, some kids that he recognizes from school. Uh, as well as a kind of uh, a younger man who is is obviously out of high school, is like college age, mm-hmm. has a like short cropped, like very like short cropped neat hair, uh, a very well kempt short beard, uh, and is like dressed very hiply. Okay, and and like uh, maybe ten people his age. Um, like teens from school that he recognizes. Okay. And they're all kind of like gathered around talking. And I think there's a a guy who sees Carlos and like looks at him as he's like coming up and you can and you can't see very clearly, but you can see his head kind of like cocked to one side, like kind of like confused. Mm-hmm. And then like raise a hand in like not a wave, but like a recognition. Like yeah. Hey. Are we close enough to talk? Uh, yeah, if you keep, if you keep walking up. Yeah, I keep walking up. I think I'm, the thing is, I think I'm giving him the exact same, like, confused head to the side, I'm acknowledging you, what are you doing here, look. Mm-hmm. And I think Carlos goes all the way up to them, and it's like, hey, what are you guys doing here? So this is Jacob, and you know Jacob from school, mm-hmm. and he, uh, kind of smiles a little bit, and he goes, we're here to see... Uh, the Codriel Comet. Um, we we uh, we came from church and we just wanted to to check it out and, and watch it. What are you doing here? Well, I'm here to see the comet. I so every, you know, just every once in a while, I'll come out and see the stars. He, he uh, like tried to brush it off at first, and then was like, "I can't save myself from this." I I stargaze. A couple of other people have kind of like walked over. Um, to to join you because you're like this new person yeah. who they weren't expecting, uh, and they're like looking at your telescope, and uh, Jake goes, "Oh dang, is that yours? You have your own?" Yeah. We uh we had to borrow these from the church. Is like is it is it not like you have you shelled out for your own telescope? Well, it, so what it was was several birthday and Christmas presents that my parents bought me and I'm paying them back because it's mine and I want to own that own it but like yes it's mine. Dang, that's legit. Thanks. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. You guys you the ones that you have is, are pretty good. Those are pretty good ones. You should be able to see the comment with the ones that you have. Cool, cool. Yeah, that's good. We we don't really know anything about them. Brother Tim has been kind of helping us set up and, and learn how to do this stuff. 
Is he the older boy? Yeah, okay. and at this point, this, uh, this guy, or pastor? Pastor Tim? Well, it depends. Is he in charge of the church? He is a youth pastor. Okay. Which is a pastor, right? I'm Catholic. <laughs> I used to go to, like, <laughs> youth group. So, yeah, this, this guy comes over, uh, and he is big, bright smile that, like, shines in the darkness. Like, um, and the, the candlelight is kind of, like, flickering off of his face mm-hmm. uh, and he's just got this big smile and these big bright eyes and he walks over and he goes hi I'm Pastor Tim what and who are you and he's looking Carlos dead in the eye yeah oh that's making Carlos yeah, very uncomfortable this is a very uncomfortable situation Carlos kind of like looks around at everybody and then because he's not rude he's gonna shake his hand hi I'm Carlos Nice to meet you, Carlos. And he takes your hand in both of his hands. Oh, and goes, no, that's the worst. I'm so glad that you could join us tonight. We're really excited to see the comet. It's a very rare event, and uh, I, we're uh, all super excited. I see you have your own equipment. That's really impressive. Yep. I Well, y- yes, thank you. I'm very excited to see the comet. Well, Carlos, you're more than welcome to set up with us. We're going to blow out these candles in a few minutes here so that we can get our eyes adjusted to the light. We were just kind of trying to slowly adjust. And then we're just going to hang out. We're going to have some snacks. You're welcome to join us if you want, Carlos. So Carlos is feeling very uncomfortable, but he's now talked to these people and cannot think of a way out of this situation because he told them that he came to see the comet. He can't... Or the... The comet? Yeah. yeah. The comet. So he can't leave now and say, oh, no, I changed my mind. And he can't say he's going somewhere else because that's rude. So begrudgingly, very awkwardly, and very, very sadly, he's like, oh, great. I'm just going to set up over there then. Thanks. And then he, like, kind of a little bit away from people, but, like, not... He sets up his telescope, and I think, <laughs> I think he sets it up pointing to the correct point of the sky. Their telescopes are pointing to the incorrect point of the sky. Okay. Does he help them out? Yes. I think he sets it up first, and then probably some members. And he's like, "Oh, you, I just, uh, they, they were, you know, I just read some somewhere that it's going to be a better view, kind of pointing in this cardinal direction. So um, you might want to point it here." You guys can. I can help you. Thought, uh, Pastor Tim is like, thank you so much, Carlos. We appreciate the help. Uh, I'm no good at these kinds of things. I'm just kind of an amateur astronomist myself, astronomer myself. So I'm just kind of trying to learn as I go along. So thanks for the help. His enthusiasm and his eye contact makes Carlos very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Very uncomfortable. He's just like, okay, thanks. I'll help. I'll help. So uh, they uh, they they adjust their telescopes and they blow out their candles and um, it's just Pastor Tim and these young kids. Uh, they have uh, sodas and some snacks, boxes of Oreos, some like pinwheels. You know when you like take a wrap and then you cut it up into oh, tiny like pinwheels, ho- like hoagie pinwheels. Yeah. Uh, and they're, they're passing them out. And, uh, I think Jake comes over to you with, uh, with a soda and he's like, do you want a Coke? Yes. Thank you. Is Jake the only one I recognize from school? Uh, I think Jake is the one you know best. Okay. Uh, Jake We probably plays... have like chemistry or something together. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Uh, I thought you were saying you had chemistry together. <laughs> I mean, we do have chemistry together, but the literal class of chemistry, not the... Do we want to make a call on Carlos's uh, attraction? Is he straight, gay, ace, bi? I'm not sure yet. Okay. I'm not sure yet. That's fine. Um, I know it would be easier to play him cis straight, just because that's what we are. Yeah. But I don't know if we want to go that way with him. Yeah. I like... Well, my, one of the things I really like about Lovecraftian fiction is taking Lovecraft's toy box and doing things that would make him throw a fit okay. with the toy box. Um, so, so, so they do have chemistry. <laughs> we, ah! He doesn't have to, like, we don't have to... And Jacob is black. <laughs> make it all weird. For, for Lovecraft, for Lovecraft, not yeah. for us. Yeah. <laughs> um, H.P. Lovecraft would friggin' hate that. Yeah. So I'm I'm okay with that, but we don't have to, like, we can play to see where it goes or, or whatever. Maybe Carlos is unsure. Like, maybe that's why we can't make up our mind, because Carlos is unsure. I'm down with that. Now I really wish we were playing this in Monster Hearts. Um, <laughs> we can. There's no reason. This is the origin story. Jacob hands, hands Carlos a Coke, uh, and he, I think he starts asking Carlos, like, about the telescope, asking him, like how it works, all this other stuff, stuff that Carlos would know and be super excited to share, but yes. that we have no idea about. Yes. He says the things, mm-hmm. and he explains the doodads. Yeah. So it is coming up on, let's say the comet was supposed to pass at, like, one fifteen, mm-hmm. and it's coming up on, like, one ten mm-hmm. in the morning, and Pastor Tim kind of, like, gathers everybody together. Uh, and Jacob and some of the other kids have been kind of like talking with you and Pastor Tim's like, come on, everybody, let's, let's, let's get together. Uh, it's about to start. Uh, I, I get up and go with the kids. Pastor Tim holds out his hands and says, let's all hold one another's hands and join together in prayer. So Carlos is Latinx Mm -hmm. in a place like Nevada. Mm -hmm. I am very Catholic. Is Carlos Catholic? Yeah, sure. Okay. So he joins hands. He's not going to be rude. He, this was always, he was always going to join hands. I just wanted to know if he was going to participate in this prayer. Um, so he's joining hands with everyone. And he's very unsure of what to do. Because when you pray in Catholic church, you do not join hands first. You make the sign of the cross. You have to call God on the phone. That is the God phone. And you haven't done the motions yet. So how are you talking to God yet? That doesn't, that's not how prayer works mm-hmm. in Carlos's world. That was an analogy my dad used when we were much younger. And it sticks with me. It's appropriate. Gotta make the sign of the cross if God's gonna hear you. Is that that's really an analogy your daddy used? My dad legitimately used well, I, at one of the three Sunday schools that I had to go to. I went to Sunday school in all three languages, and I only understood one of them, but I had to go <laughs> to all of them. And my dad was a CCD teacher, and that's the analogy he used when he was teaching Portuguese Sunday school. Okay, that's uh, not the point though. We're holding hands. Yeah, it's the point. You guys hold hands. And... I am definitely holding Jacob's hand. Okay, and feeling kind of weird about it. All right. And uh, Pastor Tim goes, um, Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for bringing us all together on this night to witness this symbol of your glory. Dear Astronomical Father, thank you for setting us in motion uh, across the stars and throughout space for forming us on this rock made of stardust for showing us the beauty of the space beyond our limitations. Thank you for the glory of the cosmos, for all of the heavenly bodies within it, 
for our presence within it and for this opportunity to witness your glory. Do people have their heads down? Yeah. Did everybody have their heads down? Yeah. Including Pastor Tim? Yeah. Carlos's head was not down. Okay. He was like, I do, my, what, I have to see what's going on. I don't know if I'm supposed to do a thing next or not, so I have to kind of keep an eye out. So his head was probably like inclined a little bit, but he had his eyes wide open and was staring at everybody while that was happening. Yeah. Uh, and Pastor Tim goes, amen. And everybody else goes, amen. And Carlos is late to the amen. Mm. Uh, and then they, they part ways and uh, they start going to their telescopes and like... Uh, yeah, I think I probably... There's only... They only had two telescopes, right? Uh, yeah. And there's set, telescopes set up. 10 total kids my age and one pastor. Mm-hmm. So I think I have Jacob and maybe like two other kids or maybe one other kid over at my telescope. And I'm just talking like, oh, it should be there. I'm probably looking first. And I'm just like, oh, it should be there yeah. soon. And sure enough, very soon it fills your uh, lens, this beautiful uh, burning comet, these streaks of powerful yellows and cool searing blues and fiery reds streaking through the night sky against, uh, against the backdrop of the stars. What is particularly interesting i think is that it passes over mars as you're watching it okay you can hear all the kids kind of like "Ooh, ah oh man look at this oh you gotta check this out this is so cool um and everybody's kind of like taking turns at their telescopes yeah uh and do you do you like freely give jacob yes you don't get like no 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 i i mean i think after i think so I think I was caught up in it, and I watched it for probably longer than everybody else was watching it. But after I heard everybody else being like, oh, you got to see this, I, like, remembered that Jacob was there and was like, oh, dude, you got to see this. <laughs> but I was, like, a little caught up until everybody else's comments kind of reminded me where I was. Okay. Uh, I was definitely sad, though, because my goal was to watch this thing by myself. Mm-hmm. And so now I can't watch it by myself. Uh, when you, when you, like, move away from the telescope and you, like, let Jacob have his turn, uh, you notice that Pastor Tim is, like, kind of standing away from the rest of the group Mm -hmm. with his hands together in prayer as he is watching all the kids, like, watch the comet. I'm very put off by that. That's very weird. And I think that's the end of the scene. Am I not supposed to get, like, a big obvious clue? Was that... A clue? Um, I think for our uh, our list of clues, uh, our, our clue for scene one, well, hmm, I actually don't remember if we can have multiple clues. I know we have to have at least one clue. You can have multiple clues. You can have multiple yeah. clues? All right. Then but I think... It has to be, there has to be at least one. Okay. And we I can think, call back to other clues. I'm sorry. I keep cutting off. I, I think our clues are uh, Codriel the Comet and the Youth Group. And I am going to play my... A special card. Mm -hmm. You may play this after a scene that involved a group of people who seemed unfriendly, hostile, or oddly friendly. And then they can, from then on, you can use them in clues to threaten or warn off the witness, steal, sabotage, or destroy, or attack someone other than the witness. Okay. For the rest of part one. So they could be, so they could be an enemy or a friend? No, I think all of the, everything that we could use them for would be negative. Okay. And we don't have to invoke this, but 
it is now an option. Okay. It is now an option that we can use a group mm -hmm. to attack. And it doesn't even necessarily need to be the same group. Just needs to be a group. A group. Okay. And that's the special card I'm playing. So good special card. After that scene, we take a moment to write, uh, to jump to conclusion. Mm -hmm. Conclusions. So we write what we think is going on in the story. We explicitly do not share this with the other person. We don't discuss it at all. Mm -hmm. We are just jumping to conclusions with what we have now, and those conclusions should and will change. Are these conclusions from the point of view of Carlos, or are they from the point of view of us knowing that something bad is going to happen? Us knowing that something bad is going to happen. Okay. So we are jumping to conclusions about what we think the bad thing is. Okay. So we only managed to get through one scene. We did a lot of building, though. There was a lot of conversation of building this world. Yeah. But I think that we should uh, wrap there. Our cat is tearing down the door trying to get out of the bedroom. Which is always a fun sound to yeah. listen to. Yeah. Hopefully that's not getting picked up. She's destroying that door. Yeah, she's okay. really angry at us. So, um, mm. but I think we should wrap there. What do you think? Yeah, I think so too. I think it's a good place. Okay. So, uh, thank you so much for joining us this week. We will be back next week with hopefully the conclusion of our Lovecraft-esque game. Definitely the conclusion of our Lovecraft game. Might be a long episode yeah. in that case. Uh, because we still had at least, like... Three. Yes. Um, we'll be quicker with our scenes. They don't have to be as long. Yeah, I think so. I think I had a little bit of difficulty like getting into how it ran, mm -hmm. but yeah, now I now I feel like I understand. So uh, thank you so much for joining us this week. We hope to see you again next week. We want to thank Zach B, our editor, without whom the show would not get made. But like for real though, this show would be garbage without him. So mm -hmm. if you at all think this show is good, you need to send Zach B a tweet and thank him profusely. Uh, yeah, and you can do that at Zach Byro on Twitter. Yes, I think I think so. Uh, you could also just Heart hit points. us up. Yeah, uh, at Heart Points Pod on Twitter, uh, thanking Zach B. Yes, that would be much appreciated. You can find us on Twitter at Heart Points Pod. We would love to hear from you. We'd love to hear what you think about the show. We'd love to hear about what you think about this episode and about this game. Uh, if you have any questions or thoughts or concerns or whatever, uh, let us know. You can also find us at Facebook at Heart Points Pod as well. Mm -hmm. We're much quieter on there, but I'm trying to change that. I yeah. say that every week. You can also find us on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts. If you could subscribe to us or uh, leave us a review, that would be very much appreciated. It's the best way for people to find us. It's the best way to help us grow is to leave a review, leave uh, five stars, give us a subs subscription, and uh, tell your friends about us. Uh, tell your RPG-loving friends to check us out. It means the world to us. It's really important to help us grow, and word of mouth is the best way to do that. Uh, word that... of mouth is always the best. Did I miss anything? I don't have my... I'm giving a cheeky grin. Yeah, I don't... that sounds sexual, but it's not. Word of mouth? Oh, yeah, baby. Word of mouth. I don't know. That's where my brain is right now. I don't know. I apparently reverted back to a 16-year-old boy. I can't help you. That... that... I don't Thank you see... to In Love with a Ghost for allowing us to use their song, Chilling at Nemo's Place. Off of the album Healing. Oh, I almost got it. Uh, and I think that's it. I didn't have my end episode notes in front of me when we did this. So I think we did pretty good. I think good we though. got everything. Yeah. Thank you again for joining us this week. We hope you had a very spooky time, and we can't wait to see you again next week. In the meantime, have a very spooky day. But, like, a very, very spooky one. Spooky.